0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Marketing Blender Show. I'm Dacia. And I'm Daisy. Now, today we are talking about something we call messaging choreography. And basically, this is how to say the right thing at the right time in B2B marketing. Now, Daisy, I think messaging is really misunderstood because a lot of people think a message is just a value proposition or a tagline, but we
1: totally disagree with that. It is. A message is an entire story and it has different chapters in it. And if you skip all the way to the end, you're not gonna have the right setup to even understand or care about any of the characters in that story.
0: I love that because immediately with that language, you're humanizing it. And I think the other important thing is there is actually a right way and a wrong way, or I should say a right order and a wrong order in which to convey or distribute your message to your audience, to to your market, and it doesn't really matter if you're talking one-to-one communication or one-to-many communication. There is a right order to doing this.
1: There is. And it almost has a fractal component. So the same journey you would take someone on through messaging choreography from their very first awareness of your brand to when you close the deal, it's the same choreography that you would use if you were doing a presentation for a single prospect.
0: Absolutely. And here's the thing, you guys, and I geek out on this so much because literally this approach is simply structured based on how the brain receives information. I mean, imagine that we're going to communicate in a way that people have the capacity and the capability to hear and understand more quickly. So I'm ready to dive in. How about you? Absolutely. Okay. So first thing, the very first thing, the way to say the first thing is mirroring The audience. It is the number one way to get people's attention. You want to be inside of their heads. You want to be saying things that make them go, man, they really specialize in me. Because that's the thing about specialization that I think people misunderstand, especially in today's day and age, is it's not about being better, faster, cheaper. That old idea about having a better mousetrap. It's not that you are great. That's table stakes. You're supposed to have a great product or service. It's about whether or not you specialize in the audience. And so you start there. You identify the problem or the things that they struggle with so that it grabs their attention because they go, wait, I I was wondering about that. That's what I've been struggling with. And that gets people's attention because it was already inside their noggin.
1: It was. And one thing that I would say there, if you're talking about pain points, because That's the thing that everybody thinks, well, I'm going to start my marketing with talking about pain points. If you're saying the exact same thing as all your competitors, you haven't identified the real trigger.
0: Yes. Like people don't buy cars. Now, I know that sounds weird because everybody's like, I have bought several cars, but you don't buy any car. If you did, you could literally walk onto the closest car lot, go blindfolded, Say this is my budget, and then drive off with something. So, some people buy sports cars, some people buy cars for safety, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. You're always buying something else behind the purchase, and so it's what you deserve, or it's what you're scared of, or it's what your budget allows. But you're never, especially in B2B, you are never buying the thing. Like, nobody went out and said, you know what. I am just in the mood to buy some ERP software today, <laughs> right? Like I just want logistics services today. No, never happen. never gonna happen. And so it's what's behind that and then speak to that. It's not just pain points, it's what's the motivation and what triggered that interest and what triggered them
1: paying attention. And it's easy to think that in the B2B space, there's less emotional charge to what's being purchased, but there's actually more because one of the things that people may be buying is I don't want to lose my job. Oh, such, such an
0: important, important point. And even if there are multiple people inside of an organization that influence the decision, you cannot talk to all of them in the same way. And so just being really clear that the journey that each of these people is going on, is unique to them is really, really important. So mirroring individual human behavior first is the right order in which to start. So Daisy, what comes after
1: mirroring? After you've captured attention, after you've got that initial emotional connection, then you get to start establishing authority and your ability to serve them. So this is what we call the teaching stage. And this is a lot of fun and a lot of organizations that we work with do a really good job here because they know things their target market doesn't know. They know things their competitors don't know, and they can provide a massive amount of value. So teaching can look like helping a prospect reframe how they see their problem. Often, especially in complex B2B sales, customers don't understand the root causes of what's going on and and why they're troubled. They won't listen to that before the mirroring stage because they don't care who you are. But once you have their attention, you can help them reframe their problem. You can give them solutions to problems that they're currently having. Even if they don't end up buying something from you, this is one way that you can prove that you know exactly what you're talking about as you teach them. And it may be access to information that they can't get somewhere else. You might have industry insights, you might have insights from your own customer base and your own experience that you can share. So there are a lot of light bulb moments and it's kind of similar to using humor. When you make somebody laugh, all of a sudden they're open to whatever you say next. When you give someone a light bulb moment, all of a sudden they're open to whatever comes next in that conversation. Absolutely.
0: And you know, I think one of the things that is so fun for people is that
1: this ad is brought to you by the Marketing Blender Lab. Marketing is hard for everyone, but small businesses are stuck with small budgets, not enough time, and too many options. SEO, social, paid ads, email marketing, live events. How do you choose where to focus? These are the top challenges I hear from entrepreneurs. You keep getting generic marketing advice that doesn't apply to your business, You've watched tutorials and tried a bunch of tactics that didn't work. You still don't have clarity on what you should focus on to get results. You don't have enough time to get marketing done. And maybe you've worked with freelancers or agencies that have let you down. You can get expert advice and start making real progress. The Marketing Blender Lab gives you an affordable way to work with an experienced Chief Marketing Officer and finally get a handle on your marketing. We help you figure out how to reach your target audience and get more customers, what to focus on so you stop wasting time and money, and how to delegate effectively so you don't have to do it all yourself. Join me in the lab and let's figure out how to grow your revenue faster.
0: This teaching portion is oftentimes hidden under their curse of knowledge. Like so many of our clients, they know so much about their subject matter expertise, they have forgotten. Gotten what it was like to be a novice, what it was like for their prospective customers to not know how to make a great decision. And so it's about creating progress through the buyer's journey for people by giving them better advice about how to make a smart decision. And I do want to add one caveat really quickly. You guys, when we're talking about teaching, this is not teaching people why you're better. This is not teaching people about your product or service. This is not teaching people about your differentiation. This is legitimately teaching something that progresses them towards making the best possible decision for their organization.
1: To your point about you don't know how much you know because you've been in it so long, there are two dangers here. Number one is that you may not be taking the time to be as simple as you need to in how you explain things and what you choose to teach people about. You may just skip over whole steps of things that are very high value because you don't realize, oh, that's right, no, nobody else knows this. And the second thing that I see B2B companies often doing in this space is they overteach. And they flood their prospect with so much information that they're paralyzed now, and they can't move to the next step. So sometimes it looks like reviewing your teaching resources and deciding only these five help people and take a next step. So those are the only things that we will teach. Oh my gosh,
0: really, really good point. And the other thing is that there are certain elements of teaching. So. And they are primarily related to details, exactly like what you're talking about, where those are not teaching, they're actually just validation for the client. And so some of those need to be at the very end, because really what the client is saying to you or the prospective client is saying to you is, I think I like you. I need to check all the boxes. But if you put those too early, you're just going to overwhelm them. And that's not teaching. That's smothering.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It is. (laughs) And as you're moving out of the teaching stage, this is ideally where the prospect is going to start asking you questions. And that's a good thing because that means they've decided you're worthy of the time it takes for them to validate who you are. So as you move from teaching into the next stage, this is where you actually do get to start talking about yourself.
0: This ad is brought to you by the Marketing Blender. As you guys know, I'm a fractional CMO, and actually at the Marketing Blender, there's a whole team of us. For a fraction of the cost of a full-time executive, you can hire a chief marketing officer to write your marketing plan, to clean up your messaging and your positioning, and to drive sustainable results. We oversee multiple partners, we help mentor team members, and most importantly, we build a marketing machine that will drive results for your company for years to come. If you're curious about what this looks like and some of our engagements go from a couple months to a couple years, check out themarketingblender.com. Yes. So if you've done a really good job at the teaching phase, people are going to th- lean in and they're going to think, wait, why have I never heard this before? How do you know this? And you see my face? I have some skepticism on that. You actually want that because it means people are leaning in towards you and engaging in believing what you're saying. They're engaging critical thinking about how, do they agree with your point of view? And this is incredibly helpful. So that word proving can be a little dangerous. And I always struggle with using this word with some of our clients because it's not about proving that you're again, better, faster, cheaper, more amazing, different than other people. It's about proving that the advice that you just gave in the teaching aspect is true. That it's believable. And so how do we do that? We use data and we use stories. And this is not, again, not stories and data about your product. Stories and data about how you're reframing their point of view on the decision that they need to make.
1: And of course, the stories that are about people and organizations that are like them and like theirs are the most effective types of stories that you can use. Because again, you don't want the focus to be on selling yet. You haven't earned that yet. You're just offering proofs that, again, you you can do what you say you can do. And this is actually an interesting stage because you're using confirmation bias in your favor. Because people, if they're asking the right questions at that stage, they actually want to be confirmed that in their mind, you know, they've decided you're an expert and you're helping them... S- make the decision that yes, I I was right. I was right. These people do know what they're talking about. I make good decisions.
0: Yes, exactly. And while you and I could chase this squirrel all day long, you know, it re- this really is based on behavioral economics. I mean, all of the research that's really surfaced in the last 20 years, the people are predictably irrational when it comes to money decisions, especially ones that have what they call heavy cognitive load. And Business to business decisions is heavy cognitive load. You're talking about they have to think through change management. They have to think through all of the different buying parameters. They have to think through their implication on their total organization. I mean, there's just not to mention all the technical details. There's just so much. And our brains have a tendency to get overwhelmed. That's why this messaging in the right order is so critical. So it's about serving before you sell. But the great thing is, as you Done mirroring, you've done teaching, you've done proving, and now you
1: have earned the right to sell. And this is the most exciting part. If you've got your key value proposition, your unique selling proposition, what we like to actually call your incomparable advantage, the thing you do better than anyone else, it's hard for your competitors to imitate, and that actually matters a great deal to your target market that's when you get to start reinforcing the key takeaways, the things that they should remember as they're moving into their decision. Those are the selling statements, and again, you've earned the right to talk about yourself, and this is the right time to do that. If you do it too early, that's when you hit apathy, that's when you get people tuning you out, misunderstanding what it is that you actually do and how you can help. So if you find that you're using these too early, you're gonna run into those issues, you know just to go back into the choreography and begin again. But the primary purpose of these selling statements is really about removing fear. Because the closer people get to the decision point where there's no turning back, or the cost of turning back would be too high, the more that they're afraid of the decision they're about to make. So it's about reinforcing what they've already learned. Yes, we understand you. Yes, we specialize in the problem that you're facing. Yes, we know what we're doing. Yes, we can prove it. Yes, these are the things we do to make your onboarding experience easier. This is how we deal with uh, customer support, all the questions that they may have. You're really in the selling portion, answering both the asked and the unasked questions that help them move forward with more ease and less fear. I love that, absolutely.
0: And yes, we are gonna serve you well, And the reason they know that is because you already did. Like if you are that excellent and disciplined in your delivery of your conversation, in the guidance that you're providing through the sales process for them, of course they can trust that you are going to take a strong and clear leadership position once they are a customer and bring massive value because you did that the entire time. And my favorite thing about this is if you've done it well, like if you have harnessed that discipline and you've really created progress for them throughout the sales process, you'll literally ride the coattails of their curiosity. They will have a tendency to be like, now, who are you again? How do you know this? And so when you are listing, listing, when you're, you know, conversing about your incomparable advantage, you're probably just asking them the questions that they're ready to listen to now. And like you said, they're not tuned out. They're not apathetic because this is when they needed to understand who you are and whether or not they can feel confident versus fearful that you're the right choice. Absolutely. I love it. All right, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll catch you next time on Word and Upward. We hope you learned something today that will help you succeed with your marketing. And if you liked what you heard, definitely give us a thumbs up and a subscribe.
1: Don't forget to check the show notes. We're sharing free tools and resources there.
0: And you guys, we would love to hear your comments. So drop one in or send us an email and maybe we'll use your topic on a future show.